I have come here to Krakowie, and I'm all out of bubble. Really licked his ass. Are you watching closely? Welcome to Midnight Showing. I'm Nash, that's Luke, and this week the movie we watched at midnight was Bob Raffleson's Blood and Wine. Was it worth it? That's what we're here to tell you, and don't worry, we will notify you before we start spoiling. Luke, where are we in for this one? Set in the year of its release, we meet Jason, a young man with a passion for fishing and a distaste for his stepfather. <laughs> I, I hope you hate yourself for everything you just said. Alex happens to be a bit of a shady dude. Alex is a stepfather. I skipped that part. Uh, Jack Nicholson, Alex, is a bit of a shady dude, possibly justifying Jason's distaste for him. Uh, he has no issue robbing a wealthy family he just sold an exuberant amount of wine to. As things start to escalate around the stolen merchandise, Alex soon finds himself losing the ties between Jason and his mother, causing a chain reaction in which everyone involved will probably get burned. Yeah, and the trailer for this movie is... It'll tell you that, but I think as f compared to all the movies we reviewed so far, this one is probably the most stereotypical action movie trailer we've seen. Um, does that work well for it? Is it an action movie? No, it's not. <laughs> and I don't think that trailer works well for it um, because this is like a neo-noir film, which I didn't even think about it being that until I read it somewhere. And I was like, huh, I guess it is. But we'll get to that later. Who wrote the thing? Uh, Nick Valiers, based on the uh, IMDb research, our man has not written too many things out of Hollywood. He has written Falling Through, Sorted, Eden, and an episode of the classic Chillers. Oh, wow, Chillers. I... I have no idea what that is. Um, <laughs> directed by Bob Raffleson, um, who's also directed Stay Hungry and Porn.com. That's where for I know some him reason. From. <laughs> yeah, those, those two releases really stood out for me. Um, but he's really not too recognizable as a director. He's more well known as a producer. He has worked with Jack Nicholson before. Um, in like the 70s, he's a much older director. This was, I think, like one of his last movies to direct. Mm, no shit. Yeah. So um, other than uh, old Jackie Nicholson, Luke, who, who's in this film? So uh, playing Jack Nicholson's son, we got Jason played by Stephen Dorff. You might remember him from uh, Blade or um, a couple other random things. I think, Nash, you said he was in, like, the third season of True Detective. I didn't watch that he, season, so. He was, and it's a great season. You should watch it. Mm, uh, or maybe we should do a podcast about oh, it. Oh! Uh, coming up with the spoilers. J-Lo uh, is in this movie playing Gabriella, which is uh, interesting. I'll definitely talk about uh, J-Lo in this one. And then we got Judy <laughs> Davis uh, playing Suzanne. 
Alex's wife. Uh, and then we also have uh, Harold Perrineau playing Henry. You would know him as Walt from Lost. And then, you know, I left off this name until the last because, in my opinion, this man steals the show in this movie. And that would be Michael Caine as Victor. Yeah. And oh, oh yeah. wow. He is not playing the uh, character he played in The Prestige in this one. <laughs> no. No, he's not. He is not, he is not <laughs> Alfred the butler in this one. <laughs> Victor is not the butler. <laughs> <laughs> um, the theme for this movie. Betrayal. Fishing is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Man, Fishing mean, is fun. So yeah. Luke, what what do you what do you give this movie? A thumbs up or down? Um, you know, man, it's gonna be a thumbs up, but definitely got plenty to talk about. I think you can tell how much I like it based on my tone right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm in the same ballpark. I'll give it a thumbs up, but with the same reluctance. Um, but before we get into this, uh whole debate thing you keep bringing up there's this Spoiler alert. i'm a little disappointed because i didn't get to interrupt you for yeah. this week's uh my bad title card no that's fine i mean i do it to be kind of mean but <laughs> it is what it is let's start off with the title blood and wine I'm... not the witcher dlc not so the witcher what DLC. <laughs> <laughs> probably should have mentioned that at the beginning okay. if you googled it for that reason but um so, how much of it, how good of a title do you think that is? Not A1 Steak Sauce, in my opinion. Um, and I feel like it's because wine isn't really, it's like the driving factor for how he ends up getting the necklace. But I feel like after he gets the necklace, wine really isn't like too caught up in anything that's going on so i yeah. i don't know i mean like blood and wine is definitely kind of like a badass title you know like i don't hate the title but i don't know if it necessarily fits for what actually happened in the movie yeah it's relevant for the first 10 minutes and then there's a little bit of blood and then there isn't <laughs> yeah mm, yeah it's a, it's not a, it's it's a cool title but i don't think a very good title if you want to talk about blood, Jack Nicholson does get clubbed in the face like three different times with three different golf clubs. That's it's a good a good amount of blood coming out. But that is true. <laughs> we can get Michael, to that. <laughs> Michael Michael Caine's lungs are a little leaky too. Well, all I'm saying is like if you know you're going to go into a place with fiberglass, maybe wear a mask. I don't know, <laughs> especially with the pre-existing condition. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like. I don't know. This one is definitely a weird one because I definitely enjoyed it, but I definitely never need to watch this movie again. <laughs> yes, I think that's a very good way to put it. it well, I'm not regretting the time I spent watching it, but it gets a little heavy handed, I think, especially for sort of neo-noir. For sure, for sure. And I um, I don't know when I think neo-noir based on our um, discussion about like the croupier. The other week, I now imagine neo-noir as being a lot more existential, kind of about the bigger picture of what's going on. And uh, yeah. I don't think this movie has too much of that going on from what I picked up in my first viewing. No, exactly. I, I think in general, we often I don't know if you and me are the biggest fans of of noir films. Um, but 
like I, I I will agree. I think Croupier does a much better job of that as a much altogether better movie than I, this one. I, I feel like if, if we're going to do neo-noir as an example, maybe stick more to the man who wasn't there, because that movie was like kind of up its own ass a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good example. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it definitely like, it's got good twists. I would yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. Like, they're like three twists well like well let's let, let's start in, in the beginning of the movie right so yeah um J- we start with meeting jason on on the fishing boat which is like uh, you know not 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 too bad of like scenes like i kind of i enjoyed his relationship with um i'm gonna call him walt with, with like uh, henry whatever his name was henry's not really in the movie too much only in a few scenes but they kind of build a good dynamic in the beginning and then jason goes to his house and we see jack nicholson's character and like right away you can tell that Jack Nicholson is playing Jack Nicholson in this one. Like yeah. he has got the scowl on his face, doesn't really want anything. Doesn't want to hear anything from anybody. My man's got places to be. Take off that shirt, boy. You're not wearing it. It's got holes in it, you know. Put on put on a suit and tie. And um and then Jason's uh mom walks over and she's like a little she's like crippled in in the leg. She's like broken her leg or something. And so Kind of gives you a little bit of a weird feeling, like, what's going on here? Why is Jack Nicholson with uh, this family? He seems, like, pretty disgruntled, you know, in general. And then the movie starts going. We'll talk about, like, the high stuff in the beginning, because I thought that it honestly didn't make too much sense, like, in retrospect. But um, after he gets the necklace, and you think he's going to go to New York with Jennifer Lopez... Um, his wife gets home. Um, what was her name? Suzanne. Suzanne gets home and beats the shit out of him with a golf club. And after that, and like her and Jason, like run off right there. I was like, okay, we're in for it right now. Cause like, to be honest, when we started the movie the other day, I wasn't necessarily in a very big movie watching mood. Kind of just wanted to watch it to get it done so we could like record it and have the, the episode be A1. So when we were like a half hour into it, I was like, this movie is super 90s, bro. I yeah, I can just feel the yeah. 90s radiating off Jack Nicholson's character. But then, you know, he gets smashed in the face with the golf club and it takes a complete diversion from being like a kind of heist movie in a way so like right there it definitely twisted me and got me like okay this movie's got something going and then it definitely capitalized on it too which is a big thing we talk about a lot so that's why that's why i'm not i didn't i didn't hate this movie it wasn't a thumbs down because it had a lot of pretty good moments but overall it definitely lackluster in the way that everything kind of ends in the end not to like skip ahead to the end we got to get through all the like the bulk of it but you you know what i mean that was kind of like a, a a long answer to the beginning of the movie but it it's like super 90s but i feel like it has a little bit of flair that kind of keeps you interested no i i would definitely agree with that like i, I anticipated this sort of heist movie throughout and it, then it became like a they were on the run for most of it like that was that wasn't really something i anticipated um watching it yeah definitely liked that twist um that was a pretty good one second 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 twist will probably be is the the car accident and then the third twist is probably jack nicholson suffocating michael kane right were those like the twists you were thinking of i would say there's probably i think 
we have to definitely bring up the twist at the very end with um, Jack Nicholson's girlfriend. Is it Maria? Uh, no, her name is uh, Gabriella. Gabriella. Wow, that's horrific, Nash. Anyway, um, that sort of attempted twist at the end where it makes it seem like it's more of uh, Jason, like she's more interested in helping Jason like that, I feel like was kind of sloppy. I felt it was highly predictable and I didn't enjoy it. But all the other ones, well, no, I lie. There's another one I didn't like. Uh, Well, you know, overall, I'd also say this movie is pretty well acted, too, which also also kind of keeps you like in it. You know, like I I think everybody's given pretty good uh, realistic performances. And although J-Lo does a good job, I made that joke in the intro just because I really thought her character was like super useless. (laughs) Like only because um, essentially she's the reason why Jack Nicholson gets the crap kicked out of him because for whatever reason, he's in this relationship with Jason's mother and it really seems like there's no reason for them to be. And then, you know, when she gets home and starts yelling, it's pretty clear that they've had problems in the past. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I didn't like that. Like Jason was also trying to get with her while she was with him, and like like Gabrielle was just like sleeping in his mom's bed like the first night, like even after she died and stuff like that. So kind of to not talk about one specific thing and round it out to the whole movie. I feel like there's a lot of that stuff going on where like Jason's character is like a little undefined and kind of just going going along with everything and things kind of just happen to him and like even after his mom dies i feel like he doesn't do a great job compartmentalizing it and then we got like gabriella over here who really is just doing nothing but like riding on the coattails of jack nicholson telling her that they're gonna go to like cabo the next day or whatever you know and then you got michael kane over here too who's like just like kind of a bad criminal he's just like a really scummy dude who like yeah. you got you might want to hit up but he's definitely on parole right now so he might not be the best guy so like i don't know i'm trying to trying to find that feeling in myself that that uh i had at the end of the movie that was very kind of like meh you know yeah it did feel very meh just because i i don't i feel like towards the end of the movie those characters which i think they were very well established um you know now that you say that thing about uh gabriella like how she was kind of pointless that kind of you know makes sense like i definitely liked all these characters i thought they were pretty well defined well-rounded they all seem very unique nobody felt like a carbon copy of something else mm-hmm. um but towards the end it seemed like those character identities were kind of flawed yeah and i think i think the biggest one comes into play with jack nicholson's character who for the vast majority of the movie, it doesn't seem like he is like the cutthroat criminal that Michael Caine is. You know, he's not as aggressive. Murder isn't necessarily like an option for yeah. him. It's like he definitely has his limitations to it. And he was definitely emotionally affected by his wife 
Jason's mom dying. Like oh, we facts. like, yeah, like well, that, that was, that was a legitimate thing, right? Yeah, no, for sure. In fact, well, I, that scene specifically, but another scene in the beginning that I thought was a little bit more low key that I thought was a really good line was when he's trying to like give Jason advice. And he's like, you got to just work hard. When I was your age, I was selling ties off my neck. I was making like 800 a week. Or he says like some ridiculous number. And Jason's like, well, you're broke now. And he's like, well, I'm just like, I'm trying to get this job done, you know? So it's, not that he's a career criminal he's a hard-working guy who just like isn't on his feet right now and clearly doesn't have a lot of morality as you can tell by the fact that he just robs these people that he put their wine in and he doesn't really care about his relationship with uh his his wife or anything so you yeah. see like, you see like that moment and it's like okay he's not a career criminal and then the car accident happened and you can tell it's very traumatic also this movie's a great commercial for seatbelts because she was not wearing <laughs> hers he was wearing his and he lived <laughs> and she even told him to put on his but that, that, um <laughs> <laughs> practice what you preach that's the moral of the story <laughs> come on and come fishing on. is fun <laughs> <laughs> come on guys get together fishing is fun when you wear your seatbelt but yeah it makes it very weird when we see um jack nicholson behave with gabrielle like inviting her over to his wife's bed that next day after she dies and then killing uh, Michael Caine's character, like yeah. it, that, th- those two things like don't work well together because, okay, so he didn't really care for her that much. I can accept, but then what's the motivation to kill Michael Caine? Well, Michael Caine just came over and started hitting him with a golf club too. <laughs> he 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 did, but like that—that's a murder. Like you could yeah. say, like, listen, man, I don't have the necklace. You know, like, yeah. especially knowing that he has that incriminating picture of him. Yeah. Like if he gets killed, police are going to search, you know, his house and all that crap. Well, like there's it- I mean, Nash, let's be honest here. I don't know if the police are too diligent in this world considering no. that the only people who possibly could have stolen this necklace might have been the two people who came onto the property when no one was home super sketchily and left someone in the house alone up in the attic. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder where the necklace went. Did did nobody notice? <laughs> like, the, like they steal the necklace and there's no police investigation. The police are not a part of this movie at all. I just thought that was like kind of funny. That's, uh, no, you're totally right. But it just seems like those two things, like they don't merge well. Like yeah. the, it's mainly the killing Michael Caine. Like that really doesn't sit right with the character they were giving for Jack Nicholson. I'll agree with that. I guess I guess an excuse you can make is that he's like a hot headed guy, maybe. But but you're right in terms of like writing a character. Those are definitely um, two opposing sides. And another character who is the main character, Jason, I also thought was like a bit confusing in the ways that he would act. Right. Because obviously it's extremely traumatic to be in a car chase with people who want to steal something. Well, he technically steal it back from the person they stole it from. But, um, like, it's very traumatic to know that your mom is dead right now from uh, a fucking car accident. I have to stop cursing. I apologize. Um, 
have to like like she's dead in a car accident and then like he gets back the big he almost stabs Gabriella because he thinks it's Jack Nicholson and then the next day he goes back to see or Jack Nicholson comes to see him and he's like not even that mad at Jack Nicholson anymore he like slams the trunk in like a, a really egregious way and then drives off and like it's almost like after all this happened he didn't have too much of an answer of what to do either you know it's not like he turned into Jason Bourne after he found this out and like sought revenge after these people you know yeah it's like he just won he won that well he kind of did get the revenge uh, he, he did what he did but i felt like the the steps of getting there were a little confusing for like me following him because I, I felt like okay now he's like in in the fishing store like the scene with michael kane and he's like playing into it so that they'll get it into a fight um I don't know what point am I am I trying to make now? Now I feel like I'm con- contradicting myself. I just like I don't know, dude. I felt like I felt like a way to describe it might be the fact that this movie just ends with him backing the boat up twice into Jack Nicholson. Like personally, that didn't feel like a very satisfying way for the story to end after Jack Nicholson took his mom from him and like kind of changed the rest of his life forever. And then you know it's just like this scenic part of like the boat off in into the distance yeah you know i I feel like that ending kind of sums up how i feel about a lot of the characters and what happened in the movie where it kind of just feels like things were happening you know for how well he manipulated them yeah the ending seems kind of weird that he didn't really have a good plan for it like he was going to stab him with the shotgun shark pole thing and then yeah and th- then he he counters him you know he he pre- presses yeah. y real quick and like Nicholson's <laughs> already fighting with him you know <laughs> yeah like uh, that i guess didn't really match as well so i get what you're saying in that i really did enjoy because i have it was about a three second scene and it was probably one of the best three second scenes i've ever seen in a movie was that one where they just take out one diamond and drop it in that container and then that's it i desperately love that scene because i was thinking about that scene from they from the point they showed it to the end of the movie where he explains how he took one out so it's like okay is this showing how he's just cut up the necklace and sold the diamonds already or is like he just taking one as ever you know it's like what is that mean (laughs) i i love that because that really kept me wanting to know more and then it was just kind of like oh he already sold it and yeah i thought that i thought it was gonna have some bigger plan i because i thought that's he was going to get all of them to tear each other's throats out not yeah, just no. Michael Caine and Jack Nicholson. Exactly. That's kind of the point I was making where like, it looks like he's manipulating them to like do it in his own way. And he does that successfully. But then his plan is to just show up on the boat with like a harpoon and like sh- shoot Jack Nicholson, you know, like it, it felt, it felt very confusing in like everyone's motivations after they got what they wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't even know if they really got what they wanted. I just know that Michael Caine really just, uh, just, I just, I just, I don't know how much spray paint he they put in his hair and how much grease he had to put in his mustache, <laughs> dude. But <laughs> what else I thought was really interesting about Michael Caine's character was he was coughing so much from the fiberglass, and you think that he would like just drop dead or whatever, but then he did end up getting killed by Jack Nicholson. So that's another kind of distracting thing not distracting but like diverge diversion type thing where like 
I feel like he could have just dropped dead by the poolside, but they had Jack Nicholson choose to kill him. So I I don't know, dude. This is almost a tough one to talk about too because I I did enjoy it, but I feel like I say that every week. It's not tough to talk about Luke. Just just talk, but you know what I mean, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, because well, because we know he has some sort of pre-existing condition with the oxygen tank thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's very funny he didn't put on a mask. I guess he's just like my time's over. But his spurts of violence were just very funny to watch because that's not the type of character I think we're most familiar with. Like, typically, he's a very rational person. Oh, yeah, not at all in this movie. He's like a bad criminal. Yeah. He's like literally just like a, a, a poor criminal. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's he is a criminal. <laughs> he's not like a flashy movie criminal that is successful at what they do and somehow escape the law. He's just bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I mean, this movie is just like very 90s, dude. You know, like you can definitely put a stamp on this movie as being super 90s. And I enjoyed it. I didn't not enjoy it, but. I'm also left very unsatisfied with the ending, which is never a fun thing as a viewer. Yeah, and uh, it's because like because it's called neo noir. I feel like it, it kind of serves against it. Like it would have been better just being called like a drama. It it is a drama, straight up, dude. Like it, it's it's not. It doesn't feel like it has that sort of existential pull or side of things it's just kind of pretty straightforward there's some good twists in it but then by the end of it it seems pretty heavy-handed very heavy-handed very heavy-handed and i mean like from what i remember i just feel like it 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 didn't uh it's i don't know if it happened naturally or not because like okay so he they get the diamonds she hits him with the golf club and she takes the suitcase without even knowing it they find the necklace they go down there um they go down there and then michael kane and jack nicholson follow them she's dead all of a sudden and now we're kind of left up in the air where he runs out of the hospital half dead and then he just goes there the same night just expecting to stab jack nicholson in the bed finds out it's not them and then now it's kind of like that was like an entire plot and climax just ending. And now I feel like we're kind of just riding straight across and we don't know how Jason's really feeling about this. He's just very angry and angsty and hates this guy and doesn't even care about the money anymore or the necklace. And the necklace has this like weird significance to it too, where like, why, why did you take only like only the necklace? Like even the intentions of the robbery, I feel like are a little bit up in the air and like, we don't know too much about who Jack Nicholson is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm rambling hardcore for this one. I just, I'm like, I'm it's, I feel like it's hard to talk about because the characters aren't very defined and the plot will go and then there's a twist and then it will go and then there's a twist. So like those specific moments are what really stands out to me. So I'm trying to like, figure out oh, if, I think that, if the, that makes it good or not you know i think what the hardest thing is just how much jack nicholson's character ends up sort of not being i think well enough motivated for those actions by the end of the movie like it, it just doesn't seem genuine enough coming from him to do those things like for him to murder somebody would make sense if he desperately cared about his wife, but then he does countless things to show that he doesn't. So it's kind of conflicting in how 
how much I actually believe that he cares enough to murder. Like it, it doesn't seem like it suits it. It sits very well when. Uh, and then we get sort of like the the we get like um is his name Jason? Yeah, Jason's like half clever scheme. You know, like that's kind of miss representing his character just because <laughs> if he's that clever fine he certainly has the motivation to actually go about this the way he does but for them for him to just sort of stop all of a sudden when it comes to Gabriella and I haven't said Jack Nicholson's name character's name once in this the whole thing Alex when it comes when it, when it comes to Gabriella and Alex's like revenge killing or whatever he doesn't like do anything and it seems like he would be the most agitated towards them yeah exactly it that his agitation i feel like doesn't really go anywhere you know like literally he was in a, a, a dukes of hazard car flipping event that his mother died in, and there's literal people he can point at and say this is your fault and it's kind of just this weird manipulation game that ends in a boat battle that ends with him just ramming Jack Nicholson twice into the dock, which was pretty crazy. But just for the movie to end with police sirens coming, the necklace drifting down to the sand and Jack Nicholson putting his heads in his hands was kind of just like, OK, dude, like you're just going to go fish out in, in the ocean now. That's just your life now. Like this was pretty, yeah. pretty tough couple of days, dude, <laughs> you know, it's it's not. Yeah, it's like not satisfying. Like We don't want to see the revenge like the intelligent part of the revenge being wasted on Michael Caine's character. We want to see it on Alex. Like we want to see that character suffer more creatively, I think. Yeah. Or more, more appropriately for sort of the whole chase that he's given Jason. Yeah. It's just not there. No, it's, it's, it's not. And it's weird, but again, like it's not that it's a, bad movie necessarily i think for what blood and wine was trying to go for it executed in a certain way but like when the movie ended my legit feeling was like yeah that was like kind of cool but i don't need to watch it again you know no exactly it definitely the twists are there um and it ultimately lacks the subtlety to require like a second watch, but the twists are pretty satisfying. I think while you're watching it, you know, like I think it's definitely worth the view. Definitely yeah. not a bad movie. Well, and um, the, the characters are just also like kind of like silly too, you know, like Jason, dude, you know that your dad and any of his friends are coming after you for this million dollar necklace. And you're hanging out in the same town as your dad and Michael Caine for quite a while, you know, like they only yeah. drove an hour away to like their friend's boathouse. Like, and Jack Nicholson was like, I know how they think. I know where they're going to go. Yeah, he, he, You know, like, okay, if Jason is this, like, master manipulator, maybe they should have uh, driven a few states away instead of, like, down to the Cape. It, I don't think it was a Massachusetts, <laughs> but, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what I can say about Blood and Wine, the, the uh, neo-noir film, it's kind of surprising that 
they called it neo-noir for how straightforward and open it is. There are some good twists in the movie for sure, but by the end they become predictable because of how much we've seen of every character. They do a pretty good job of actually showing all the characters in a somewhat equal time slot. It has a cast of incredible actors, and they all perform very well. Their backstories seem unique with how they're focused or use exposition, but I think a major flaw in Alex Gates' character is a bit distracting because he seems to be one of, if not the centerpiece for the movie. Now, this movie did horrific in the box office with a bunch of $26 million, and it made $1.1 million. Um, why didn't it do so well when it's like a fun watch? Like, it's not, I don't think it's meant to be looked at in such a critical view, but it's like, surely it's not deserving of like such, that huge loss. And I think it's really because the flaws we mentioned probably had the most to do with it. And especially because 1996 was pretty huge year for movies. Um, we've reviewed another movie. In this year, Extreme Measures uh, that came out, um, but also Independence Day came out that year. Fargo, Mission Impossible, Romeo and Juliet by Baz Luhrmann, Space Jam and Twister. And no matter your opinion of those movies, minus Extreme Measures, they all had pretty hefty returns and are still in current culture and brought up often or have had multiple uh reiterations of it so with that being said i think blood and blood and wine's biggest fault was just being a minnow in a pot of whales that was a nice fish reference for the movie about the <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for it yeah, i was no, waiting for it it's it's an all right movie you know may eh, eh, i don't know I don't, I don't know if i'd recommend it i don't know it, it's an all right movie but you know when you've got it being released in a year where, you know, all those movies are being released, it's going to get pushed to the bottom. Yeah. Just... I mean, yeah. And low key, there's just better Jack Nicholson movies you can watch, better movies with J-Lo in it you can watch, definitely better Michael Caine movies you can watch. So yeah. I hate to say it. If Blood and Wine is one of your favorite movies, I'm sorry. But I, I <laughs> sorry, I'm... Well, sorry we didn't like it. <laughs> I guess with that being done, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. Message us at Midnight Showing Podcast on Instagram or email Midnight Showing with Luke and Nash at gmail.com. Stay in the loop for upcoming episodes and offer suggestions for the movies we watch and future content that we can bring to you. Be sure to check us out at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Our midnight release for next week features Joaquin Phoenix in Inherent Vice. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, the popcorn will not be included. Uh, the only fish I want to see is on a plate with a piece of lemon. <laughs> That's the only one I want to see you. <laughs> <laughs>